everyone and welcome back to the Egolution podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here tuning in. This week I've been thinking a lot about peace. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, sometimes when there are big things happening in the world, when there are war, turmoil, disease, suffering, we can feel so insignificant and small and like our efforts can't do anything. Our efforts can't be effective in making change, in bringing peace, in ending suffering. But in another perspective, I feel quite strongly, very strongly in fact, and that revolutions really do start within, and this is the title of my first book for a reason. If we do the inner work, and if everyone makes that effort, if everyone goes within, if everyone spends time meditating, if everyone looks into what brings them out of alignment, what brings them away from peace, then we really can be a part of the change. We really can, as a collective, start to get us closer to our true nature, our innate nature, and that is peace. There really are tools out there that can bring us closer to peace, and I had the honor this week of interviewing my cousin, Raz Khen, um, about Krav Maga and how Krav Maga uh, the practice of it, the art of it, the holistic world of it can bring us closer to peace. Hi Raz, welcome to the show. Hey Jessica, nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Um, I was hoping that on the podcast episode, you could tell us a little bit more about what Krav Maga is uh, and what it means to you. Awesome. Yeah. So first, Krav Maga um, is an Israeli self-defense system, which is uh, designed for real life situations. And the main objective of Krav Maga is to walk in peace. The founder of Krav Maga, Imi Lichtenfeld, uh, he invented Krav Maga out of need in Europe in the, in the 30s uh, because there were uh, anti-Semitic attacks in the streets of uh, Bratislava where he grew up. And uh, he later came to Israel and taught uh, the system to the Haganah and then to the IDF and developed it but the main objective that he kept reiterating was so that one may walk in peace. And that's the main goal of Krav Maga. And that uh, is the motto that is leading us, the, the practitioners and the people that continue his path. And when I teach Krav Maga, I teach my students first and foremost to be aware of the surroundings and to do the best they can to avoid, to prevent from getting into a dangerous situation. And it doesn't only apply against uh, an attacker, you know, or someone that comes to grab you or choke you mm -hmm. or rob you. It can be applicable against a, a car that is coming in. I, I, I live in Manhattan and I see so many people in the streets walking with their eyes distracted on their phone or their ears are blocked with earphones. And they are completely disassociated from their environment. And that can be dangerous. So I think, uh, again, for me, Krav Maga is not just a self-defense system, but it's a way of life. And it comes down, again, to awareness and 
to be able to set boundaries. Um, and then if it comes down to worst case scenario, so combat is a last option and to know how to protect yourself and your loved ones. That's amazing. And looking at it from a yogic perspective, it's like, um, well, like you were saying, to bring awareness, to bring people to the present moment, which is something that in Western lifestyles so much we lack. So I think it's a really interesting perspective that um, not many people would have even known about with Krav Maga. Right. Yeah, I find that one of the fascinating things uh, for me as a practitioner as, and I think also for my students in, in training is that you have to be in the moment because if not, you literally get slapped in the face. So <laughs> you have to be in the moment in order to protect yourself, in order to respond. Because if you're thinking about the message that you need to send after or the email that you received before class and you're not fully present, you're not going to be able to protect yourself. So it actually forces us to uh, really be aware. And that's another thing that I really enjoy in yoga practice too. You have to be aware while you're in the pose because of the uncomfort, because of the suffering you feel, mm. uh, because of the struggle. And the idea is to more you are aware, uh, you're more uh, advanced in yoga than me, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but more <laughs> you're aware, more you are, can be in ease in the position. Yeah. Exactly. Eventually. And also, if you're not aware, like a slap in the face, but you might fall over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which I think is really beautiful. And, and the other part of it is um, in yoga, when we speak about ahimsa, which is nonviolence. And I think um, often people think that nonviolence is never causing any sort of harm, but self-defense, actually, which was taught by Gautam Buddha, um, you know, with other martial arts is actually a form of nonviolence because it's also protecting yourself from harm. And I think that's a really important thing for people to be aware of. And the beauty of what Krav Maga is and that motto of like, we walk in peace is it's so important for people to know that part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's again, comes down to what can I do to not fight? What can I do to um, be safe and live a safe life? And it comes down to how you, how you handle yourself on a daily basis. Now, many people going into violent situations because they're either not confident and they, or they're used as an easy target. Mm. So oftentimes people coming to me after something happened, women, men, kids uh, were bullied or were attacked. and there is, a, there is a common denominator between those people that they, they all say they kind of knew what's happening, but they kept going, especially in more abusive relationships, uh, situations that is not kind of a one thing uh, scenario. And the part of recognizing red flags and setting up clear boundaries in an assertive way, confident way to the other side is very, very important. Mm. And that is something that definitely develop in classes. We train every single class on how to use our body language, how to use our voice in a clear and assertive way. And I find that that gives people a lot of strength. 
that's amazing so it's like like you said it's it's way more than just a physical practice it's it is a way of life it's sounds like your students are going to life coaching lessons <laughs> yeah pretty much it's uh people take it to their lives in so many ways shapes and forms uh, and and it's not just about how to release a choke or how to block a strike but there is a lot more behind it that can be implemented in their workplace in in their relationships in um in, in walking in the street and even how they perceive themselves i've just tried a, free, a few classes a few years ago and for me personally like the empowerment that I experienced I really felt like and I was already physically fairly strong but I felt strong I felt empowered I felt like I could walk and and feel safe and the importance of that especially as a woman um, I'm sure in Manhattan but a woman traveling or anywhere um, it's perhaps well what do you think is it more important for a woman to have this sort of training I think it's uh, honestly needs to be obligatory for mm. especially for women uh, mainly because the women are growing up I'm obviously a man so I say what I say now just from hearing women that I taught and they say that women especially in the United States uh, grow up with this um, mentality of being a lady they grow up with this mentality of Uh, you need to be non uh, conflict uh, non confrontational you need to uh, kind of be polite you need to be kind it comes down to kind of the saying of boys will always be boys <laughs> and i think it's important to be all of this stuff but i think it's also important to know how to say no to know how to say stop to know how to Um, stand for yourself when you need and I think it comes down to the balance between those things so I think it's a very empowering experience and I think it's uh, something that every girl and every teenager needs to learn especially before they go to college because yeah. uh, we see the statistics of uh, one in four women and one in nine men experience severe abuse from a, a partner and we see that one out of four women are uh, being sexually harassed or attacked when finishing college in the age of uh, I'm talking 21 22 wow that's so awful horrible statistics horrible numbers and when I go outside to the street and I see random four women and knowing that there is a good chance that one out of them is was uh, sexually harassed it's it's not statistics that I am willing to accept as a Krav Maga instructor and as a as a person that have two sisters a mom cousins uh, relatives women that are my friends and I don't want to live in a world that predators can see women as an easy target and take advantage mm-hmm. of that It's not acceptable. I do what I can from my place to help the statistics change. We need more more people, more more guides like you. Um, and I think also one of the beautiful things, um, and, and this is what I felt uh, when I did my very small amount of training, I definitely want to do more, um, was that it could be a preventative anyway, because 
when you look at body language, when you see a woman uh, or anyone, a woman or man walking down the street that is confident, um, stands, you know, with that sort of grace about them, they know that they can't attract that same sort of attacking behavior. Do, do you know what I mean? Exactly. How do you feel? Well, I mean, with your classes and things, I, I assume you do one specifically for women's self-defense or? Yeah. So I have, I have people that I teach one-on-one. I have groups that are only for women and I have mixed groups. Um, in all of them, the goal is to get to the mixed groups because there you have a chance as a woman to practice with different, bigger, smaller, uh, taller men. And it's important to practice with different partners. And, and I think it's important to practice with a male partner because most of the chances that if someone attacks you in a real life, it's going to be a man and they're going to be always bigger and stronger. No one smaller than you is going to try to grab you or attack you. Now, after practice, I see a transition in the way they stand in the posture. Mm. They usually come in with kind of like hunched shoulders, hunched back, um, sometimes uh, kind of protecting the heart uh, position. And you know what I'm speaking because the mm-hmm. same, same effect pretty much happening after yoga class uh, that you do a lot of kind of chest openers and back bends and this kind of uh, positions. And this, only this, changing the posture gives a different message yes. to the body, to the brain. And you find yourself after class going out to the street and you're pretty much a different person right energetically protected (laughs) exactly you know what you're capable you know that if it comes to the worst case scenario and i am the unlucky person i'm in the wrong place in the wrong time i know what to do i'm not helpless i'm not gonna stay stuck in a freeze mode like people that never trained and even if i do um, a workshop a seminar not a necessarily reoccurring a weekly class or bi-weekly class. Uh, When I do this kind of workshops that let's say eight sessions, I feel a tremendous benefit from that. And in the end, when I ask the the participants, how was it and how did you feel and kind of get feedback from them, that's very important for me. It's always positive. And again, I think it's very important for uh, deterrence because when... When you stand in a straight way, in a good posture, you show yourself as someone who will not be an easy target. And that's what I tell them. Krav Maga practitioners, our goal is one, to get home safe. Mm. And two, if we got into a dangerous situation and someone tries something on us, to be the hardest target someone ever imagined with all that in mind and as a Krav Maga expert yourself and obviously it's something that you you bring into your way of life like how could you describe it in terms of being a spiritual practice yeah so I think that's another important um, aspect of training because really you can't separate you can't separate physical mental spiritual it all comes together in the same experience. Mm-hmm. It more, I think, matters where you put your focus on. If you're able to pause and set an intention before class, and I do that 
almost every class, I, I make them stand in, in a line and we stand in a position I call chazak. Chazak in Hebrew is uh, strong. And they stand straight with the elbows next to the ribs, 90 degrees in the elbows and closing the fists, right? And that forces them to be aware of the posture and the position they are in. So they can just like slack, you know, with the hip to the side or in, in a kind of comfortable, unaware position. So that's mm-hmm. one. From there, they close eyes. And I bring up a question. I ask them, I want you to think to yourself, why are you here today? What's your intention? What do you want to achieve? And I do that for 10, 12 seconds. And when I do it, the class is different. There is fire, there is intention, there is energy behind everything they do because they understand why they do what they do. And usually it's a very similar intention of everyone, but when you connect to it in your inner you know, self in your, and you connect to the subconscious of yourself before training, to the spiritual part, mm-hmm. you can take a lot more out of yourself. Uh, and, and to be honest, Krav Maga uh, is involved very difficult situations. Because mm-hmm. to be on the floor and someone bigger than you sits on top of you in a mount position and uh, trying to choke you or landing strikes, it's a terrifying scenario. No one will ever want to experience that. It's not fun. And many people come to Krav Maga, af- unfortunately, after something happened and they have the trauma. And we as teachers need to help them deal with this trauma and to ex- almost experience a similar scenario again, but this mm. time. In an empowered place. Yeah, and with a sense of control. That means they know that the opponent is not going to send them to the hospital, is not going to hurt them badly. We are there for each other. We are there to help our partner become a better protector, not to hurt them. So we're doing it in a controlled environment and safe which is mm. very, very important. So it all comes down to that uh, uh, spiritual feeling and the, the mental aspect of, of Krav Maga, which is huge. Um, and in terms of like, you know, you were speaking about trauma, like obviously in certain experiences, people will kind of like have a trauma and never get a chance to talk about it or uh, bring it to the surface. And what do you think the importance is of bringing that trauma to the surface to almost relive it from that empowered place? like? How, what does that do to the mind? I think for many people, it's a very sensitive spot. Mm -hmm. It's a a spot that I'm, as a teacher, I'm not playing with it. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatric. I'm I'm not professional in in the field of of trauma. So Mm -hmm. I'm not pretending to be a form of therapist. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I do have experience working in the self-defense and Krav Maga field with many clients that experienced trauma. And uh, some of them told me that in the first class when, when we talk about their goals. And some of them tell me that after two, three years. And I think it's uh, doing a lot of good work. Uh, I don't think it's easy to deal with that. Um, I think it's... Uh, 
it's very important because again, as I mentioned before, it's an opportunity to, in a way, relieve the moment, but this time with a sense of empowerment and a sense of control and a sense of being more of a solution based rather than problem uh, problem based mm, and I think that's so beautiful and I, you know it's a similar thing that happens in yoga when we're working with the energy body and again for me uh, personally and for other teachers that aren't necessarily trained psychiatrists or therapists um, but it's a it's a different um, way to you know using movement to um, release like stagnant energy stagnant memories to help them to kind of come up and it isn't necessarily comfortable or enjoyable but it is a way of moving that and part of what egolution even is it's like finding different ways and different tools that don't aren't necessarily um the you know society's expectations of what healing is um but the way you've described it it sounds like krav maga is a really deeply healing experience for people yes I completely agree. And even as a yoga teacher, I did my yoga teacher training and we learned a lot on how to deal with, with trauma through yoga. Mm. And in yoga, there is no talking. There is only movement. And uh, through that, you can also let the energy flow and kind of find places in the body where the energy is stuck and where there is more difficulty and have a better awareness of these areas where in Krav Maga it's um, in some ways it's similar but in many ways it's very different because it is more intense it's uh, less time to kind of be in that space of you and the stillness the only moment of stillness is either when you listen to instructions or when you're waiting to be <laughs> attacked or grabbed. So it's that there is that tension and right. that stress. And when you know you're able to deal with stress and, and respond under the moment of stress, then you know, okay, I have better chances to, to deal with the real life scenario because that's pretty much how it feels. It feels stressful. It feels heavy. It's a lot of adrenaline. It's a lot of cortisol. And in that moment, I want my, my students to be able to respond, not uh, in a safe environment and on the mat uh, when there is gear and, it's, and they're prepared and they know their uh, training partner. That's, that's the first stage. But uh, in, in reality, that's where is the, is the real test. Mm. What about like, for example, with, with yoga and mindfulness, like we use a lot of the breath. How do you use the breath in um, Krav Maga? I train in the past two years with a, a guy called Brian, Brian Mirabella. He's uh, known in the field of, of breathing. He's uh, also a teacher, instructor of uh, Oxygen Advantage. He is a an amazing mover, an amazing teacher. He works in different um, movements, methods like uh, David Weck, Weck method, and uh, Gota, and the different forms of movement that are connected to the natural way of movement, we can call it. I'm not, I don't want to get too much into the movement right now because mm -hmm. the question is about breath. He is teaching specific 
breathing techniques. He actually have a really good online uh, course uh, that I took and he's doing personal sessions and he's doing actually 15 minutes introduction session for free for people. So check him out on Instagram, uh, Breathing with Brian, Brian Mirabella. He's awesome. And he is teaching very, very simple breathing method. One, always breathe through the nose. Two, breathing through the nose ideally is a cadence breathing. Four seconds in, six seconds out. That means six breaths a minute, one breath every 10 seconds. While you are moving, while you're training, while you're in physical intensity, it gets very, very difficult. Yeah, then, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, and then the cadence breathing changes. So you can't continue doing the calm four, six, but you do always want to breathe through the nose, be aware of your breathing, and that helps to also come back to the be aware of the moment, be aware of the surroundings. So when you're aware of your breathing through the nose and you're not just kind of falling into the natural habit of loosen up your jaw and breathe through your mouth and dehydrate your fascia and your tissues, you are more able to, with the awareness of the breathing through the nose, to be aware of your surroundings. With the interoception, to be aware of the exteroception. And the nose breathing have a lot of benefits. There is also a book called Breath, which I really enjoyed. And it talks about uh, the science behind breathing. And the main thing about nose breathing besides of adjusting the temperature of the air that goes into the body and creating kind of a natural homeostasis. Mm -hmm. It also hydrates the tissues versus even if you are listening to the podcast now, the conversation, try just take two, three deep breaths through your mouth and feel the windpipe. Take a breath like one, even with one like this, I feel the dehydration of my windpipe mm -hmm. once and diaphragm, but I also feel a form of panic. Right. What's happening when you Shorter breathe? Breath. No, it's exactly. It's the opposite. You are staying calm. Who is breathing LSD, low, slow, and deep? Someone that is calm. Someone that is non-reactive. Someone that is aware. And the breathing helps all of that through the nose. Now, Another amazing thing that happens when we exhale, because the exhale is the truly important component of breathing. We oftentimes focus on the inhale, but the exhale is where we want to really put the emphasis. The exhales, as I mentioned before, are longer than the inhale. Inhale is four, exhale six. We, during the exhale, we produce carbon dioxide, CO2. Mm -hmm. When we exhale, this CO2 taps on the molecule of hemoglobin and the CO2 responsible to release oxygen. And then the cells can actually, the muscles and the body can actually use that oxygen and do something with it. Versus if you exhale quickly, there is no time for the CO2 to break down the hemoglobin and to release the oxygen. Right. And then we're keeping the toxins, the stress is all within the body. Exactly. And it's stuck. So the exhales needs to be long. And with that, with time, I'm working on now on that for two years mm -hmm. and I'm still finding myself sometimes breathing through my mouth and I immediately transition to the nose. And at night, I 
often tape my mouth and I breathe through my nose. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, the first couple oh, of times, yeah. <laughs> first couple of times, it sounds like I thought like that also. <laughs> first couple of times, you need to get used to it. And then you get used to it and you don't feel it at all. And you just mm-hmm. sleep the night amazing. And you wake up through, you wake up in the morning hydrated. You don't even think about drinking water. And you slept great. And the last thing, when we increase the length of our exhales, and that's Brian is working on what's called breath holds, holding the breath while exhaling. That's what free divers, for example, doing as well. That's how they can hold their breath for five, six, even seven minutes. We increase the tolerance to CO2. The body want to get rid of the CO2 fast. We feel the panic kind of growing more as the levels of CO2 rising. We want to increase the tolerance for that CO2. And with that, increase our ability to break down hemoglobin and to use the oxygen. Listening to it, I really feel the, the correlation by different pranayama techniques that we have in yoga and knowing, wow, the evolution in my students who are even there for like one, two weeks when they start to do these pranayama practices every day. And um, I'm sure you know, like Nadi Shodhan Pranayama, so alternate nostril breathing, which is practicing to bring that breath up towards the third eye up towards the higher glands and how much balance this brings to the mind and body and you really see um just the way you're explaining it that Krav Maga really is a deeply spiritual practice it's really holistic yeah yeah definitely it's uh it's amazing actually because they use the the same in in the course with Brian we learn about the vibration right like the vibration of Om. Mm-hmm. And like the vibration of uh, alternating nostril breathing and how it's opening up the septums and the sinuses and helpful in uh, kind of resetting the body. Yeah, 100%. Resetting the body and, it's, and, and everything. Like it even clears up your skin, little things that you wouldn't expect just from a breathing technique. It's like it's a really holistically healing practice. Right. Detoxification. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. One of the drills that <laughs> I really like doing it to my students and sometimes I do it to myself, but they really don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, um, it's called the Spartan challenge. <sighs> the Spartans, their final test to become a Spartan warrior was to run a marathon with water in their mouth Wow. And in the end of the marathon to spit out the water. <laughs> so, so there are Keep many. Keep your mouth closed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there are many drills that um, I, especially when I see people starting to breathe through the mouth, mm-hmm. I, I say it once, I say it twice, third time. Okay. Everyone get some water, keep some water in the mouth. And then we continue <laughs> and then they have to breathe through the nose. Yeah. And I think, and I think it's beautiful. Like for me, uh, as, a, as a student in, in whatever practice it is I do, and you're inspiring me now, I want to go and find some Krav Maga lessons somewhere. Um, it's that, um, like good, strong discipline is what is, what is my driving force. And I think it can scare people off a bit at the beginning, but discipline is so needed, you know, like, we, we go to school or whatever and we have a certain level of discipline, but then we leave. And especially if we want to like go off in our own way and 
become self-employed or start a business like discipline is so necessary and it's these sort of practices and by the sounds and from what I remember with Krav Maga like that there is a really strong discipline and I think it's something that people can take out of the classroom um or the studio and put it into their work and day-to-day lives most definitely I'm actually writing now an article for um, Black Belt magazine which is a international martial art magazine and um they're representative of Krav Maga and I'm writing that article about discipline and uh, how for me it was challenging actually as a as an, a military Krav Maga instructor in the IDF, in the Israel Defense Force, uh, everyone in Israel uh, are going to the army in 18-year-old, women for two, year, two years and men for three years. And it's mandatory in order to protect the civilians of the country and the borders. And unfortunately, it's necessary. So I was, uh, after being a year and a half a combatant and doing some operational um, duty, then I became a Krav Maga instructor. So after finishing the military service, I continued teaching Krav Maga with my brother in his uh, studio in Israel. And I had very challenging time to transition from the military mindset of high level of discipline to the civilian mindset of more professionalism, less focus on discipline, especially with the kids, especially with the kids that with them you need to do more in a more uh, playful way, more games, and uh, kind of teach them the, the principles of Krav Maga and the different elements through uh, more fun practice. Mm-hmm. So that's something... That is definitely was definitely a challenge for me to transition to. Yeah, I can imagine, and I can even think about like when I've done like really intense trainings, and then for me personally, I like things kind of strict. I, I need it that way. That's my my type, and that's how I move well in life. But knowing, yeah, of course, some of my students don't work that way, and even the word discipline, like they're like, okay, I'm going to leave now. That <laughs> you know, they they don't like that um, kind of element of control but it's finding that balance isn't it of like order and chaos and what works for different people and um when you look at the foundations of yoga in terms of like the philosophy of it um and and one of these is uh one of the yamas is tapas and tapas is that discipline it's finding finding the right discipline and and knowing how to take that art and krav maga is an art taking the element of that art into day-to-day life yeah and i come back to the discipline part i think it's so important for obviously many reasons but especially for the simple reason of you in order to protect yourself in a real life scenario when it's stressful and surprising you need that form of discipline to yourself I tell my students all the time, you have to love yourself more than the opponent want to hurt you. And if I look at the statistics, right, so 76% of women murdered by an intimate partner were stalked first, okay? 85% of women who survived any kind of murder attempt were first stalked. So we see that stalking is... uh, is a major component 
something we need to look at because it's high percentages. And that's where the early recognition and the boundaries comes into place. And in order to set clear and assertive boundaries with someone you know, or you know that they stalk you, follow you in the street or on, on social media, and, and, and you feel that person is crossing those boundaries, you need to have that discipline to yourself to say no, to say to stop, and to create distance and to create barrier and to not engage with that person because you feel that something is, is not right. Mm, exactly. And I, I think that's a really beautiful way to, to have that deep understanding, you know, for anyone who has never heard of Krav Maga or maybe has just heard of it here and there. Um, I, I feel from what I've taken from this conversation, this is the most important point. It is that like discipline is self-love and these are acts of self-love. And like you said, with that initial motto, um, we walk in peace. It is an act of peace. Yeah, in Hebrew, uh, shalom, shalom means both hello, hi, and means also peace. And in Arabic, salam means peace. So when they say salam alaikum, right? Like uh, salam, shalom, peace on you. They wish you peace. And I, I think that word is very powerful. And I'm optimistic. I hope that there's going to be peace. I hope that people, uh, and I think that people understand that peace is the, is the way to go. And I think that people from their nature, in their nature, are good. People want to live good, peaceful life with their families, with their loved ones, and to uh, come back in the end of the day to, to their home and to, and to be safe. And there will always be also a small, very small part of people and that they are predators and they always going to be. And we, the majority, vast majority of people need to know how to deal with these predators, with these people that letting the evil part within them take control. And yeah. we are obligated to, to recognize them and to keep them out of our lives. And uh, I, I do believe that most people are looking for, for peace in their life. I, I agree. I really feel um, that it is our nature, that love and peace are our, our nature. Um, and, and the fear or, or the evil, as you described it, kind of comes from that imbalance. And it goes both ways. You know, it's that these acts of discipline, um, you, you know, this consistency is... Um, knowing how to protect ourselves from others but also becoming aware of those moments where we are out of balance and, and we're not moving from that place of peace or moving from that place of love and discipline really allows us to better ourselves to walk in peace is there anything else that you would like to particularly share for your listeners i recommend to everyone to first do a daily practice daily routine of meditation in the morning. Uh, that's something I do and I recommend to all my students to do. Mm. Uh, before you open your phone, before you look at the computer, before you, as soon as you wake up, I personally, I wake up, I, wake, I make my coffee 
And I, while waiting for the coffee to cool down, because it's uh, Israeli, you know, kind of uh, Turkish <laughs> The best kind. <laughs> espresso, you can't let it wait. So, <laughs> but um, while it is, I'm doing, I'm doing meditation with my, with the app, with the, I like waking up, it's called, uh, of Sam Harris. I love this app. I tried. I've had good things. I've had good things. Yeah, I tried Headspace for a few years and it was really good. I did uh, Calm for like a year or two. It was really good as well. And now I do Waking Up, which so far like the most. And it's awesome. You know, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. Life-changing. Life-changing. Literally. Helps you be very aware, helps you be more calm helps you be less reactive and more responsive. And you will find yourself being the, maybe the last one in the table to talk and not feeling the need to express your opinion and to jump with your uh, thoughts, but give you more patience. And I think yeah. that's something that's required for, for many people. So that's one kind of tip. Second tip, I said before, breathe through the nose. <laughs> and uh, another tip for people that have physical practice from any kind, one, it's very important, keep moving. Do something that you like, play, do something fun for you. And do something that is beneficial. Uh, I'm not here to necessarily say what is or what's not, but know why you do what you do. Uh, come to your practice with intention and learning self-defense is a very, very, very valuable tool and skill. And I think that parents need to send their kids to uh, martial arts or self-defense from any kind, as long as the teacher is good, as long as they teach something that is effective and realistic and they maintain high level of safety and they do it fun. That, that's good. That's the most important thing. I would say that, you know, there are many martial arts and Krav Maga places in the world that are not the best, but first try, you know, you have to try and to feel it on yourself for, for a month or so. And one time will not be enough. So if you tried one time it, and it was, a negative experience, try again, you know, and it's not supposed to be something fun. It's supposed to be something effective and hopefully you get the fun out of that uh, effectiveness. Just live a balanced, like you said before, I think it comes down to balanced life. Only you know what's good for you. Mm -hmm. Only you know, and for that, you need to really listen to your instincts. And uh, by the way, in, in, in Krav Maga practice, we we teach about fear. There mm. is a really good book called uh, The Gift of Fear by Gavin De Becker. Really recommend it to everyone. And it talks about how fear is an uh, innate instinct, something that we're born with, and it has a reason. And we shouldn't suppress it. We should listen to it and understand that there is a reason why we feel fear if we feel it and uh, to, to really be aware of it. Listen to your instincts and know what's good for you and follow it, follow your passions and help people, help the world. Uh, everyone 
can make the world a little better from their place and and uh, really do this little impact will bring in with a pyramid effect into a big change and exactly. with a butterfly effect can change many people's lives thank you so much Raz thank you so much for sharing um you've inspired me to find find a Krav Maga studio near me <laughs> awesome. and so hopefully nice. one day I'll be in New York and I can come to Krav Maga experts yes please I'm teaching here in, in New York uh, with different organizations I'm working with Krav Maga experts I'm working with GSD Guardian Self-Defense uh, and a number of uh, other organizations and it's really really fun you can check out my work or follow me on uh, Instagram uh, my profile is raz.maga and I'll be happy to Keep in contact with you and if you have any questions about uh, my routines or Krav Maga or where to train, what's legit place, feel free to shoot me a message and uh, also uh, follow my articles in uh, various uh, blogs and uh, uh, places that I'm writing for if you're more interested. And thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. As always, please do like, comment, share, review, repost the support never goes unnoticed. And if you have a story that you would like to share, please do get in touch. And of course, a blessed spring equinox, new astrological year, bright peace, blessings, health, wealth, abundance, positive manifestations, lessons, all the good stuff. And as always, know thy ego, know thyself, egolution. <laughs>